Nerd Report. Uh, my name is John Barlos, and I have Cade Heather with me. Cade, you want to say hello before we get going here? Hello, fellow listeners. I am glad to be on the podcast here once again, along with my fellow editor, John. And Cade just kind of gave it away. Uh, we are the new Vedette Sports Editors. Mike and Nate's are, uh, what do you say, like, no more. They're, they're done. We're, we're, the, we're the new boys here. And this is our first podcast together, and we have a lot to talk about with ISU Sports. And first, Redbird Baseball has a new head coach. Bo Durkat got fired about a month ago. Well, let's say not fired. He got was relieved yeah, of his duties, as yeah. nicely put, He's as fired. our site did and everywhere else did. But, uh, yeah, we have Steve Holm as a new Redbird Baseball head coach. He is from Sacramento, California, where... He also coached Purdue the last two seasons. And, He's uh, a pitching coach at Purdue, so yes. this job here with ISU is going to be his first head coaching job of his uh, career, <clears throat> which is uh, a big step up for him. It is. Actually, it's it's kind of yeah. awesome to see that a guy who has played in the bigs and he's He's done as well as he has in his playing career. Start to make strides for his head coaching or coaching career, uh, more like it. Uh, this is his first head coaching job, as Cade said, and uh, we were supposed to get him on call, but uh, I think we're going to save it for another time, unless he somehow texts us, and we'll yeah, figure it out. Still waiting on that. Still we, waiting. We'll see. Um, but other than that, Cade, I would like to ask you, what do you think of him so far? As what you've read, what you've heard, what you've seen of him, how ripped he is, kind of. Uh, you know, I think I like the move. I mean, he, he's coming from the Big Ten Conference, obviously a bigger bigger conference than the Missouri Valley. Um, I think, I mean, it it was definitely the right move to move on from Bo Durkak. Mm-hmm. Um, and just from what we've seen at what he's done at Purdue, uh, I mean, you look at the season before he got to Purdue, the, the Boilermakers went 10-44 and 44 that season. And since then, he's only been there for two seasons. Uh, he's they've had two winning two winning seasons uh, under him as pitching coach. And last season, uh, as I see in your article, mm-hmm. was the most most wins in program history, I believe. Um, yeah, what, 30, in, in program history. They finished thirty-eight and twenty-one 38. last year, uh, compared to wow. two years before that. They were they only won ten games. So that's a huge turnaround mm-hmm. there, just from. I mean, they added a pitching coach, and I mean, they've had they had a lot of uh, success. As a uh, follower of ISU sports, uh, it's pretty evident to see that the baseball team has seen better days as of late. Uh, the last four years under Bo have been mediocre, to say the least. Uh, Bo he collected an 82 and 134 career record with the Redbirds as head coach, and. As storied of a program as ISU is, that's not it's, get, it's, it's not, not getting the job done. Exactly. And sadly for Bo, I've talked with Bo before. Nick Cade has talked with Bo before. He's a super nice, super ni- super kind guy, and to see him not meet the par of what his expectations were, it's kind of sad to see. But now a reboot of sorts with Steve Holm coming in and trying to bring back the birds in a sense to what they were before. Uh, it's going to be hard. It's going to be actually fun to see, not hard to see, but. We can only wait till next season for that to happen. But um, as a matter of fact, we have not heard any word on Bo Durkak. We don't know if he's going to be coaching somewhere else. We don't know if he's going to be just taking it mm-hmm. easy and retiring and you know, doing something along the lines of that. But 
as far as that is, uh, Kate, what do you think is going to be next for Bo coming up? Uh, I honestly, I, I have no <laughs> clue. You, I mean, I mean, he hasn't put a he didn't put together a great uh, ten, tenure here at Illinois State, so I'm not sure what kind of job he can get from that. Um, so I'm and a look. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like about like I was saying, I mean, I don't think Bo. I mean, I don't think he'll find another job in maybe Division One baseball. I mean, I mean, maybe he'll find a job in Division Two or somewhere uh, junior college baseball. Um, I'm not really sure what's next for him, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, we are going to put new ISU head coach Steve Holm on the line in just a few seconds. So uh, just give us one second to set up, and we'll be ready to go here. Coach, how are you doing today? I'm good. All right, let's just get into yeah. it then. Yeah. All right, okay. so uh, first I want to congratulate you on getting the head coaching job. I know it's a really awesome opportunity to come back to the Midwest, and it's uh, or stay in the Midwest, rather, because you came coaching Purdue, and it's your first season as a head coach, not an associate head coach. This is your own team now. And first of all, I want to say, how does it feel to be a Redbird right now? Tired. <laughs> Tired? I, I don't know. I don't know if I've slept since. Uh, Friday afternoon when uh, when it all went down, but um, my free time right now is between midnight and about 4 a.m. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean it, it, it's awesome. You know, I've I've got a excuse me, I, I've got a ton of phone calls lately, and you know, it's there's a lot of work to do in the first couple weeks because obviously there's been nothing going on. You know, so you're trying to you know do you got no staff, so you're trying to do four people's worth of work, mm -hmm. you know, by yourself and, you know, that, that type of deal, but it feels great, it's just more of, you know, can't wait to get some people on board and, you know, really uh, be able to distribute some of these, you know, some of this workload that you're getting, because you know, it's impossible yeah. to keep going like this. So. Yeah, awesome, awesome. I also have my coworker, uh, Kate Heather, with me. He's also my co-sports editor here, and he's going to be on okay. this interview with us too. So, Kate, do you want to say hi? Hey, Coach. Uh, nice to meet you. Uh, congrats. And, I mean, we've just got a couple other questions here for you. Um, okay. From what you've seen uh, from past seasons of ISU baseball, um, if any, how do you – how do you envision to succeed in your first season here? How do I envision what? To succeed. Kind of how, do you how do you envision to succeed in your first season? Um, well, I, I would envision just trying to put the players in a situation to succeed. Uh, I think that there's more than one way to skin a cat. So you gotta you got to really sit back and look at your roster. You know, every, every year your roster changes. It's college baseball. You're constantly graduating or losing guys to the draft. So you gotta you gotta find your strengths and your weaknesses every fall, and be tremendous at you know self evaluation of your own team, and then curtailing your program to that particular team. Because if you like to run a lot and and that particular team isn't that fast, well. You either figure out how to win another way, or you can just run it out all season. So that, that's how I envision it. I know what I would like my team to look like. I don't know what this team is going to look like mm -hmm. personnel, you know, from top to bottom. Yeah. So it's going to be a little bit more of a sit back and really evaluate what's going on than maybe it would be next year. But this year, you're you know you're really going to have to sit back early, figure out where you know where your strengths and weaknesses are, and then you know really try to. Expand you know, exploit your strengths and, 
you know, allow them to really, you know, like the cream to rise part. Yeah. Um, so you've coached at Sacramento State before, and you just came off of uh, turning around basically uh, produced program. You guys uh, had a fantastic year this year. You guys went to the NCAA tournament for the third time in program history. And along with those lines, and being able to turn third time program history. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. being able. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. He he being able to turn around a program like that, and uh, having them succeed and going as far as they did. How do you look to turn around ISU? Because as of late, things have been not the greatest so far for the Redbirds. And how is your coaching style going to affect ISU in a positive way like that? Um, I think I'm a pretty positive guy. You know, I. As a player, I, you know, I was a shortstop in college, and I got converted to catcher. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of, you know, those first couple of years, there was a lot of balls I was picking up off the backstop where, you know, I wasn't exactly being a very good catcher. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I, I spent seven years in the minor league, so I, you're not going to do that and not be a positive person. So that was one of the bigger strengths that we had, especially on the pitching side where, you know, early on, we, we didn't necessarily have the type of arms that it was going to take to win, but we were extremely positive, you know, and, and I think that goes a long ways in this game because it's it's probably the hardest game there is to play, mm-hmm. you know. So with, with that, that, that was that's going to definitely be a staple of it, um, you know, it's, it's trying to make sure that we stay positive in, in a negative environment because yeah. that's what, you know, making out, you know, three out of every four times, that's pretty negative. But, yeah. you know, the thing that, that Purdue had is we did have a few individuals that just decided that the team was going to listen to the new staff and, you know, all of that stuff that that uh, it takes to be a team. And, and, and they were the leaders within the clubhouse that really allowed the, the whole thing to take off. You, you can sit there as a coach and say, this is what we're going to do, and this is an A-plus plan and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But if the team doesn't really buy in, you know, you're, you're going to be kind of beating your head against the wall. Mm-hmm. And, and we had a couple of those individuals that just said, hey, this is the way it's going to be. We're going to listen, you know, like it or not. This is this is how we're going to go. Exactly. And it, it certainly made it much easier for us because, we, you know, we walked into a place that was 10 and 44, and you're thinking, man, <laughs> we got nothing here. Yeah, but work to we do. We really did yeah. have some players. And there was a few key individuals that decided that, hey, you know, all of us are going to follow this, you know, mm-hmm. this new plan. And, and, you know, that that's really what allowed it to come to fruition was yeah. those few individuals that I'm, that I'm referring to. Do you think, uh, are, are, are there any notable uh, players now that you've looked at and you've seen, like, this guy is going to be a key contribution to my team and what I'm going to be buying in for them? So does that positivity from these key players breed their success and the rest of the team's success, do you think? And how do you think that would come to fruition for ISU as well? Well, I certainly, you know, I mean, I would hope that they're there. Um, <laughs> you, ne- you never know. I mean, that, that's the deal that, you know, the, in college baseball, a lot of people think that you're just going to win with skill set. Man, if I go out and recruit the best players, I'm always win. That, that's not the case. I mean, it, it, it's, it's an emotional game that you're re- you know, relying on 18 to 22 year old young men to win games and show up on a daily basis. So, you know, you really win in college with personalities, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and can those personalities handle failure and can they show up on a daily basis? Because you're going to play 56 games in the regular season. And, you know, in football, you got, you know, a, a, a dozen games, 
But here, you know, 56, there's a lot of days where, you know, the really good teams show up and play hard, and the other teams that are really talented don't. So, you know, if, if those personalities are there and you got a few fence hitters that you can pull to the other side, then I would say, yeah, but, mm-hmm. you know, until I really get to see those guys show up, you know, you're, you're going to have to find a way to allow that to happen. But, you know, I certainly hope they're on the, on the team. <laughs> Uh, Coach, you mentioned you spent seven years in the minor leagues and then you spent some time in the MLB as well. Um, what have you taken away from from your time there uh, into your coaching career? Um, I had I had some really good coaches in, in pro ball. And I had one that there's no way I play in the big leagues without him. And he, he actually he backed up Cal Ripken. So that tells you how often that's, he got to play. That's pretty cool, actually. And... <laughs> yeah. um, so, you know, he played, obviously, a little second base, a little third, but old Cal didn't come off of that shortstop very often. So the, the thing that um, that guy taught me the most was, you know, I, I was a backup for him, and he would work with me every day just like just like I was the million-dollar signing guy in pro ball, you know, like the first-rounder, per se. And, you know, he really, really taught me how to hit because he knew I was going to be a backup catcher. He basically taught me how to hit like a backup instead of hit like you're going to start. It's a lot harder. You're not playing every day, and then, you know there's some keys to that. But he taught me how to do that, and that's what really allowed me to play. But the one thing that I took from him was he worked with me like I was a first rounder, and that's the one thing that I I brought to my you know as a coach is you got 35 guys on your on your roster and. There were certainly times I was 35, you know, in pro ball, you'd be 25, but I was that last guy on the roster, and I ended up playing the big league because a guy like him, you know, never never just said, ah, oh, you know, it's just, you know, it's just the backup catch or whatever. So mm-hmm. that's, the, that's the thing that I would take into this thing is, you know, everyone is equally important, you know, and, and, and things like that because you never know where, where you're going to get your wins and, you know, and... Some guys will step up, some guys don't, but, you know, all 35 guys are on equal terms with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, being a coach for the past five or se- uh, five to seven years and uh, playing in the MLB, which one would you rather be doing now? Would you rather be coaching? And from what you've seen from coaching, would you rather still be playing if you could? Well, how healthy would my body be? Uh, you, would, you would be, you would be <laughs> let's, let's say, we'll put you back in your prime. Would you rather be coaching or would you rather be playing? <laughs> Well, can I be in somebody else's prime? Because my prime wasn't that sweet. <laughs> That's if, if awesome, you can make me, you know, like Johnny Bench or something, yeah, I'd go play. But we'll, we'll no, give I, you. I mean, yeah. at this point in my career, I mean, this is where I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I certainly had a great time playing, but you know, all good things come to an end, and you know, you're, you know, at the end, when you're when you're 30, 32 years old, and you're catching at that point. You know, you woke up and it hurt the next day, and you know your body just doesn't recover. And you know, I, I I talk to my wife all the time about like, man, I get to work out now, and I I haven't trained one time since I stopped playing. <laughs> you know, working out to me is fun. Yeah. But if I had to go through a train off season training session right now, I would be pissed. Oh um. you know, So I, I'm certainly where I want to be at this point that, in my yeah, life. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. You know. Uh, also, coach. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Ahead. That was awesome. Okay. <laughs> also, coach, uh, it's reported that you're planning on to bring in, planning and bringing in uh, former Purdue recording coordinator and hitting coach Wally Cranser 
Um, could you explain just a little, like, what did he do at Purdue that just that made you want to bring him over here to ISU? I I, I can't comment on any uh, personnel things until anything is. Okay. So, Absolutely. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. Do you have anything sorry. else? No, don't worry about that, Coach. Uh, let's see what else. Um, so as you know, Bo Durkak, uh, he was the former head coach here, and you know, seeing from what he's done at ISU, have you have you talked to him at all? Have you asked him for any advice by any chance? Have you been in contact with him at all? I have not. Mm-hmm. Uh, from seeing how he's coached and how his style of, of play affected ISU, how how would your style of play you think would stack up against his? Would you rather be doing certain things the other way, or would you kind of? sort of emanate him in a way of where the culture surrounding ISU baseball would be put in a positive manner. You know what? I, I honestly, I, I, we never played them. I, I've told all of our players that I've talked to here, I said, I'm not going to look at your stats from last year. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to look at the team stats. Okay, the team had this, the team had this many stolen bases. But I'm certainly going to do my best not to know your numbers. Mm-hmm. I want to come into it with a... You know, a completely blank mind, you know, n- nothing in my mind that's going to make me want to think this or that. Um, just just like I said earlier, I, I really want to sit back and just kind of kind of let my eyes, you know, tell me what I see. Because um, essentially as a coach, that's what, that's what they're hiring is your experience and mm-hmm. what Absolutely. you see. Yeah. So I, I think if I go back and I look at their numbers or I went back and looked at the way that the style that they played and all that stuff, then I would be, you know, forcing myself to maybe try and do something different. But, you know, there's things that weren't broken. There's possibly things that were broken. But it doesn't matter because i got to come in and, and, and be myself, you know. Otherwise, I'm going to end up, you know, trying to be somebody that I'm not. And that, you know, that certainly isn't going to help anybody. So that's the approach I've taken. I certainly have told them, well, I'm not looking at your stats. We're just going to, you know, kind of get together in the fall and, you know, all this look look at the game and see what I see. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, one one last question here for you. What, just what do you look forward to most in your first season as head coach at ISU? What do I look for? Say it again. Just what do you look forward to most uh, in your first season here? Uh, just being on the field. The field? The, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, being on the field. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the practice and the games and things like that. I mean, that's what you sign up for as a coach. There's certainly things that you you got to do to allow the program to get to practice. But that, that's the part that, you know, as a coach, that's really where you're, where you get to spend your time that's the most productive for you. You know, you, you get to be on the field with the guys. You know, obviously, I, you know, I like baseball, otherwise I would have done it for this long. But that that's the part where, you know, that you're, you're most looking forward to because there's, like I said, you know, there's a lot of things that you got to do as a head coach or, or an assistant coach that, are not as fun as just being on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Coach, that's all we got for you. Um, that's it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, uh, right. we, want, yeah. we really want to appreciate your, uh, we appreciate your time. We really want to thank you for doing this with us, and uh, we'll probably be in contact more as the season comes closer and this uh, this summer. So, yeah, we want to thank you, and we really appreciate the call. Yeah, no problem, guys. Looking forward to it. All right. Yeah. So, but when I, when I do get my stats, feel free to reach back out. When you, when you see Illinois State, like kind of when they release it, mm-hmm. then I can – then I can talk. All right, no problem. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. Yeah, best of luck. All right, sounds good, guys. Take I'll easy, talk coach. to you later. Thank you. Thanks. All right, that was uh, Steve Holm. Uh, yes, it was. Me and Cade.
Kate, how do you rate our performance? Well, how do you rate our performance, Kate? Our performance? I, I mean, I think our performance wasn't awful. I would say it was... For, we, for, had some, we asked a good amount of questions. For, I'd say that phone call... Say, I'd say for Last a first time, I'd give, yeah. us, I'd give us maybe a seven, I'd say. That was a good first a conversation. Good first conversation, I'd say. Um, but other than that, Steve Holman is the new head coach. Obviously, you've heard he's a pretty cool guy. I mean, we've asked him what he had to say. He's, he's more excited about the field than anything, and he hates working out unless he has to. So, I mean, he seems like the kind of guy I want to yeah. hang out with. Sounds like And, well, uh, it looks like that's all the time we have here today, John. Um, just want to thank all the listeners. Thanks, Steve Holm, for taking the phone call. Mm-hmm. Make sure to tune in to this podcast. Make sure to tune in for our next edition of the Redbird Report for John Barless. Mm-hmm. And I am Cade Heather, and we are signing off. All right, guys.